This is the Divine Truth Podcast. This is Patricia Sanders, and we're listening to A.J. Miller presenting his seminar called Secrets of the Universe. This is part eight. A.J., I was just wondering about the Ascended Masters, like St. Germain, Katumi, Dwalkar. Again, the definition on earth of Ascended Masters, every single person in the spirit world who's raised themselves in terms of their connection with God, they actually feel that God's raised them into this condition of atonement. Don't call themselves an ascended master. They just don't. What, an ascended master, what does that really mean? Isn't that a sort of like a condition of glorification in the end? Saying, I'm the master, you're the slave is almost the implication, right? Nobody in that state calls themselves an ascended master. Because so that's just a human terminology? It's a, it's a human term in order to glorify generally a medium's connection to a certain spirit. And the person on earth needs to look at the emotion of what that is and that's an emotion in them that they need to say to you, oh, aren't I wonderful? I'm connecting to the Ascended Master, St. Germain. Now, St. Germain is on the Divine Love Path and St. Germain is in the Celestial Kingdom but St. Germain doesn't call himself an Ascended Master. Say, like Francis, many of you have heard of St. Francis, right? Of Assisi. Same goes. Many of you would call him an ascended master. He doesn't call himself that at all. What about Katumi? Well, this is a a state with a lot of these. But but bear in mind that many of what you call ascended masters are actually not ascended masters. There are people in the natural love state, in the six-year state, who believe themselves to be ascended. And that's a very different condition than actually being at one with God. Because when you're in at one with God, you don't even call yourself ascended. It's a natural state every single person can get into. It's a state of humility, not a state of grandeur and power and all that stuff. You, you don't even think of any of those things in that state. You follow me? It's like, I do. can you see the difference? I do. If I'm, if I'm saying to you, look, I'm different to you, and... You know, whatever I've done, you can't do. I'm an ascended master. I've always been there before you, whatever, whatever, and I rave on about that. And I don't believe inside of my heart that you could ever be where I've been. Then aren't I setting myself above you? Does God set me above you? No. God doesn't set me above you. I am a child of God. Not all the ones you've mentioned are, no. Okay. No. You know how you get these angel cards from Doreen Virtue or whatever and you get many of the ones on those cards are actually in a fixed be natural love state and some of the ones on those cards are in a divine love state. It just depends. Like a lot of times they're treated as ascended masters but on the earth it's how we define things. We're always interested in defining things, right? Why? Because we're addicted to this emotion of comparing. We're addicted to this emotion of wanting to think that I'm better because I have this connection with this spirit, you know. I went and sit down with one spirit, and, and well, sorry, John, when he was here, sat down with one spirit, I can remember it, with one medium, and he goes to sit down, this is the Apostle John, by the way, one of the, there is a group of seven souls who have returned to the earth, and Apostle John was one of those, he's now passed. But what happened was he went to a medium, sat down with a medium, and the medium said, I'm, I've got Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel with me right now. What do you want to know? And Michael said, well, I'd like to ask them a few questions. Sorry, John said, well, I'd like to ask them a few questions. 
How dare you ask some questions they're saying to me? How dare you? you now, who, who responds like this if they're humble? So, do you think this was an Archangel Michael and the Archangel Gabriel? Like, you come up and ask me, you, you come up and ask me questions even about my own identity and, and I let you just, you like, be condescending to me and everything and I just say, no worries. Like, do you think, do you think an, an ascended, a person who's at a one condition, a person who's gone through all of their emotions, do you think they're going to be angry with you for asking a question? No. So who are they, who are those spirits? They're not the people, the medium and the spirits they're claiming them to be. Because it's so easy, you know, when you connect to a medium, isn't it? You know, imagine yourself being a spirit for a moment. You're invisible, right? Also, your condition, even if you're in the second sphere, is better than most mediums who you're connecting to. So can they tell who you are? Can they tell that you're in the seventh sphere, sixth sphere? You can say anything. Now, in the second sphere, you still haven't even learnt to tell the truth. Right? I mean, tell the truth all the time. Right? So, so the lady who's the medium or the man who's the medium says, oh, who has this come to me? Please put, surround myself with all this light and, and who, who, who's come to me now? And they say, I'm the Archangel Michael. And he's a liar. Like, he's not the Archangel Michael. He's in the second sphere and he hasn't even learnt to tell the truth yet. Right? But he's claiming to be the Archangel Michael because it gives him a sense of power and control and connection with this woman and unhealed emotions are what actually are drawing him anyway. So, so she's saying, oh, isn't that wonderful? I've got the Archangel Michael with me. You know, and then I ask the question about, uh, I want to know about reincarnation. Is that a truth? And he says, yes. Okay, okay, no worries. So we write down that truth. Does he know it's a truth? How would he know it's the truth? You don't know if he knows it's the truth. You're just trusting him because he's saying who he is. Now, honestly, I say who you are and you can see my face and you don't believe me. Why do you then go to a spirit who you can't even see right, and then trust them saying that they are somebody? Can you see that? See, can you see how illogical that is? It's such an illogical thing to do. Like, you can't even believe someone who's right there staring you in the face. How can you believe somebody who's actually not even there that you can feel and you can't see them? How are you going to know who they are? Can you see? You don't. You only know what they claim. And if they're not telling the truth, you don't know unless you can feel them telling a lie. Now, for you to feel them telling a lie, you know where you're going to have to be? You're going to have to at least be in the third sphere of your own development. Can you see that? Because that's the sphere where you learnt to, not, to, to always tell the truth. You're going to have to be there. You're going to have to be actually above where they are before you'll actually be able to see whether they're telling you the truth or not. You see, there's a general rule in the universe and that is that unless you are in a condition of love that is either the same or greater than a condition of love that another person is in, you will not be able to see their emotional condition. It makes sense, doesn't it? You, it's always easy to see from, the, from, from above down, isn't it? Much, much harder to look up and, and see the truth. 
and this is the case on the earth. And see, all of us, many of us are looking up. The, the truth is, mediumship is true. There is this connection you can have with spirit. You can talk to spirits all the time. That's, that's the truth of the universe. But don't believe that in doing that, that you're actually talking to the spirit who is claiming that they are somebody that you believe automatically. Don't, don't believe that that's the truth. They are a spirit who's come to you for a law of attraction reason. Allow yourself to work through whatever that law of attraction is. Anyway, let's get back to the soulmate because that was the biggest size. Let's get back to soulmate. We're, tro- we're progressing, right? We're attracting our soulmate into our life. We go through the at-one-ment condition. When you're in this at-one-ment condition, your soul is so powerful that if your soulmate hasn't met you and they're on the earth yet, they're pretty insensitive because they will have already been started to be attracted into your life. Highly likely. So what happens is they start getting attracted into your life and they have emotions to work through but because you're in a state that's very good, you can deal with these emotions with love all the time. Instead of, you know, they project a bit of woman anger and what do you get and project the man anger back and it's just a matter then after that of who projects the anger the most as to who wins, right? Isn't that what happens, right? So, so now if I'm in a state of love and I'm a woman and the man's projecting this man, this woman anger at me, Oh no, it's woman anger. I can feel what it is. I know what the cause is. I can help him identify it if he wants to. I can help him work through the emotion if he wants to. If he doesn't want to, I just say, sorry, I can't help you at the moment. Go away. Watch what he's doing in his life. He goes around and has sex with a few other women, gets tired of that, comes back to me and I go through the emotion with him eventually. He'll come around and I don't have any hurt about that at all. That's what I'll be in. That's the state I'll be in. So, so I'm attracting my soulmate. Now, what's happening above the eighth sphere? Remember, I said there's up to the twenty-first sphere here. There's a twenty-second sphere, which is the highest dimension or space at this point. There's a transition that occurs between the twenty-first and twenty-second sphere, and that's called the soul union. The soul combines, recombines into its original state. Remember, it started in this state way, 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 way back before incarnation. It started in this state. And now I'm back in this state, but there's a huge difference. I know exactly who I am. My soulmate and I know exactly who I am. She knows exactly who she is. When I say I am, we are both I am in that state. We become the one being again in that state. And in that state, I have this awesome potential and power that I've never, because I've realised all of my abilities with regard to free will. And every single thing I do from the eighth sphere state onwards is harmonious with divine love. It's harmonious with the laws of the universe. And so I'm in this hugely powerful state of creation. And you know, you can only reincarnate from that place. Okay. Now that poses a lot of questions, doesn't it? So what about this reincarnation stuff? What about you go to the spirit world, you have your life review, you come back, and you go to the spirit world, a life review, come back. We've all reincarnated, right, conversations with God says we've reincarnated 600, he reincarnated 680 something times and you know, we all have. What's going on? What, what's AJ saying? And I'm saying categorically, you cannot reincarnate 
without firstly reaching the soul union state. And by the way, at some point when you deal with your emotions, if you have reincarnated, you will know and remember that state. And it won't be because some spirit's projecting it at you and telling you that it's that state. It'll be because you can feel you are in that state. And you'll have all these memories. You'll have firstly a whole, if you're in it reincarnated, you will firstly a whole group, you will remember every little thing eventually about your first time you were here. And then you will remember all of your life in the spirit world, going through the spheres, people you meet, everything. And then you'll remember the union state. You'll actually even remember what it felt like to reincarnate. And by the way, it doesn't feel very nice to reincarnate onto this planet in this time with these emotions. Not very nice at all. So you'll remember all of that. And you will understand the divine truth because the divine truth that I'm telling you, you would already know. And you'd probably even be already teaching it. Although it will be maybe very traumatic if you reincarnated into this state. We'll talk about the trauma maybe another time. Now, if I'm in this state in the 22nd sphere, can you see why? In the 22nd sphere, I am back. I'm now this like super soul. You'd like super size me, right? So I'm now this super soul, if you like, and I'm not super for anything inside of myself. It's because of God's love that's entered me, that's transformed me. Does that make sense? So it's got nothing to do with how great I am or how good... You know, my soulmate is that got us there. It's just our desire to experience God's love that got us there. Right? It's divine love that got us into that state. So how could you ever say, oh, I'm so proud of myself. Oh, well, you know, I've done so much. You know, aren't I great? When God did it all for you, really. Right? This is why I'm a child of God. When we're in that state, we can now reincarnate. That's when we can reincarnate. Reincarnation, sorry? Um, can you just ask the question because it's an important one, but we'll get a mic. Yeah. Would you want to at that stage? I mean, that's the question, see. Would you want to? What do you think? M- most of the time, no. What's the only reason why you would want to? Love. Love is the only reason why you'd want it, to come back here to teach love. That's the only reason why you'd want it. So, when you come back, what happens? You come back to the earth and you're risking now going back. You are going to go back to the first fear condition. Because what happens? Remember what I said what happens when you first incarnate? You take all the emotional damage and everything from parents and situations. But now, not only do you have that to deal with, you now have 2,000 years of emotional experiences which have now been, which were cleared, which are memories, now being reflected through that experience. Alright? Now, does that sound pretty traumatic? Yes, it's very traumatic. And in the future, sometime in the future, there'll be people on earth who are in an abundant condition. Do you think it's going to be traumatic then? No. To reincarnate then would be a breeze. 
You will even remember from the moment you open your eyes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm Jesus, I can remember that. Right? It won't be this long, drawn-out emotional process you've got to go through before you have all of the memories of your life. That's what will occur. Everyone here is capable of doing this, by the way. No one's separate from that. Another question? But you would want to do it for love, definitely. Before you talked about um, the, the events that are going to happen in the near future or in the next few years, yep. would you like to say something about that? Uh, probably not in this discussion. Um, so later on? Well, to me they're not really a part of the secrets of the universe. I know many of you are interested because of your personal lives are involved with them and all those kind of things. But um, I'm happy to talk about them in future discussions. Uh, but, but in reality, it's not very important. Now, everyone says, oh, look, we might have an earthquake here and there might be a flood and tidal wave. Who knows? And you're saying that's not very important and I'm saying no, it's not. Because the truth is that what's important is your soul progression. Yes. That's what's important to me. Now, people think that, you know, there were times in history where I was on the battlefields of, you know, the First World War and the Second World War trying to help souls. I wasn't. I wasn't because they were in a battle that they didn't, they were in a battle, a physical battle, that wasn't even real. It's a battle of the soul that's the only real battle that you ever need to fight. The battle of the soul is how loving do you want to be or how unloving do you want to be. That's the battle of the soul in the end. And, it's a, and, and it claims lots of torturous existences. There are literally billions of people who have passed from this earth in the spirit world and billions of people on this planet who are in a terrible terrible, painful, suffering state because of this battle of the soul. Every other battle, physical on earth, means nothing in comparison to this soul progression that you can make. Now, can I just look at what's happened with this reincarnation thing? What I'm saying to you is that reincarnation can only occur from the 22nd sphere state and the first time someone reached the 22nd sphere state was 1935 of this century, of this previous century. And why 1935? Well, that's how long it took. The first soul to reach that state was, was our soul, myself and Mary. And it took 2,000 years for us to learn about God's truth. And we're slow learners. And that's why it took that long. To reach from the 8th fear state to the 22nd fear state. Now, after that, other souls came into that state. And then, eventually, there got to be 7 souls in that state. And then those 7 souls decided that because of all of these things coming up on the planet and because of God's plan and and of course in that state you're at one with God, talking to God all the time. You know what God's plans are. We decided to return to the planet and to go through all the trauma and the emotional stuff and everything else and teach it through our own example of how to become at one with God as a part of the changes that are going to happen to this planet coming up. It's all been foretold, remember? Hasn't it? It's all been foretold. 
it's all been prophesied from way, way historically that these events would occur and it's also been ironically foretold that myself and others would return. Now, what we decided to do was return. The first one of us returned in 1962. And then the second one returned, the third one returned and so forth. And now there are other souls, other than those seven original souls, that have reached the one condition and are starting to return. And many of them for different reasons. But the first seven have returned specifically to teach the truths, the divine truths. Now you don't have to believe any of that. There will be a point in the future, if you progress on this path, where you know that to be true inside of yourself and you've experienced the truth of that. So you don't have to believe it right now. It doesn't affect you, in fact, right now. But all I'm doing is telling you the truth of reincarnation. Now that raises lots of questions about reincarnation. And so what we, there is a whole discussion, a four hour discussion that we have about reincarnation. Answering all of the questions about reincarnation. Why is it then that I can remember some of them? Why is it that, you know, I felt I was this person in a past life or that person in a past life? Why is it that when I did some past life regression, the person who took a photo of me, photoed me and actually, you know, I've got a video of it. You know, why did that happen? What was going on? And there is an explanation. If there is the truth in anything, there is an explanation of absolute truth in everything that can be presented to you. The key is whether you want to investigate that or not or whether you want to say, oh, this reincarnation issue, that, you know, no, that's it. Can't accept the rest of it because of that issue. It's up to you what you do because it is your life and you're allowed to believe in reincarnation for the rest of your life. By the way, there are still millions of spirits in the sixth year trying to reincarnate and they believe totally the reincarnation that you've been presented through Buddhist or Hindu teachings or other philosophies, they believe totally in these philosophies. Totally. They have no um, doubt in their own minds that those things are true. But they are not true. Sorry? We can reincarnate. I've just told you we can. But only from the 22nd sphere state. Can we, uh, we need a mic because otherwise our recording gear doesn't get it. What's the time, by the way? Yeah. Um, I'd like to know, if we don't reincarnate, how are we going to get through all the fears? Well, there's this, there's this false belief here on earth and in the spirit world that you have to reincarnate to get rid of karma. And it's not true. The truth is that you can progress just as rapidly on earth or even more rapidly in the spirit world and you don't have to come to earth to do it. All you need to do is work through the emotions that have caused you to be to arrive in the spirit world of a certain state. There are literally hundreds of thousands of spirits with us right now hearing this material and, I mean, who are wanting to reincarnate. Now, those spirits need to bear in mind that they don't have to. All they need to do is work through their emotional issues where they are right now. That's all they have to do. And when they do that, they will automatically grow into a new sphere of love. They don't have to reincarnate at all. And I can feel many of them even just hearing that, feeling like a sigh of relief. Because who wants to come back and reinfect yourself 
we start over and over and over and over again, working through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lives here on the earth when you can just do it in one. Why would you want to do that? You wouldn't want to, would you? No. So, so, so the best thing to do is, see, the, the truth is always beautiful. The truth is always loving. I just thought, of, you know, when I first, like, I've never believed in reincarnation. That might sound funny, but anyway, I've never believed in it. The thing, in the way that it's been presented on the earth, because, because for this reason, and even when I was in the spirit world, I never believed in it. By the way, Um, and there's channeled messages actually that you can read from me that I've never believed in it. But anyway, I've never believed in it because it's an unloving teaching, and God never does anything unloving. God always does things in the most direct, beautiful way. God never is unloving. God never creates a law that's unloving. Now, like, let's listen, listen to the law of reincarnation as it's proposed by most religious forms or new age. I live a life on earth. My life on earth, I do lots of damage to myself and other people. I go to the spirit world with all this damage. I have a big life review. Now I've got to work through the karma, the damage that I did, by returning back to earth. I return back to earth. But, oh, by the way, God's going to rub out all your memory of what happened in the last life and all the things you did do wrong in this process. So not only now do I have to deal with my karma from my previous life, I can't remember the karma that I have to deal with. (laughs) Right? Now, oh, yeah, that's right. Now I've got a spirit with me. Yes, she's telling me that I actually was Joan of Arc and, 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 Yeah, but how does that help me deal with my karma? What did I do as Joan of Arc? Did I, did I slaughter people? Yes, I did. I murdered people when I was Joan of Arc. Right. What kind of karma do I have to work through now about that? I don't know. I can't connect to that emotionally. So how do I work through it? Can you see there's so much, there's so much error in the teaching as it's presented to you. But, but the trouble with the mind is this. When something all sounds logical to the mind, we then go ahead and believe it. Even though we don't understand that our mind's logic is based upon our emotional error. We are often highly illogical in our mind because of an emotional error that exists in our soul. Does that make sense? Can I ask, if if we clear our own emotions and go into divine love, does that clear all our Yes, it clears everything because the beauty of your soul development is your soul drives everything that's happening to your spirit body and everything that's happening to your physical body. So there's spirits here in this room at the moment that have huge crosses and fissures all over their body. They look a mess. They look in the mirror and they can't stand the sight of themselves. And I'm saying to those spirits, just like I'm saying to you, that you can progress from that state without coming to back to earth by just dealing with your emotions and connecting with God, receiving divine love. And you will do that, if you continue to do that and release those emotions, your bodies, whether they are a spirit body or a material body, will automatically repair. And it will repair so much that you will grow young again. But I'm talking about other people that have given it these problems in some cases. Like it doesn't parents, matter. Whatever is in my soul unexperienced, mm-hmm. as soon as I allow the experience of it, I will release it. 
It doesn't matter where it came from. But will it help to release it to them as well? Um, not necessarily. They've got their free will, so they're allowed to decide to hold on to it if they want to. It can help them a lot, but it may not. If it's our children, yes, it will help them immensely because most of their injuries were created by my own denial of my own injuries. So, of course, with our children, it will help them work through everything very rapidly. But it may not too. It's their free will. They have free will. They're allowed to make the choices they make. They're allowed to not deal with their emotions. Now, um, what I'm going to have to do, because we need to pack up and, and we've only actually booked it for 6 o'clock, um, so what we're going to have to do tonight is finish it now and if you're welcome to come along tomorrow and, I'll, and tomorrow is more like a question and answer session and I'll present a few more details about the secrets of the universe in that session but you're welcome to come along tomorrow. Same kind of thing, same kind of format and if you want to bring some food, it'll, there'll be some food here available as well during the, during the day. We'll start at one o'clock. But I'd like to thank you very much for your attention and your beautiful way you've treated me. Thank you for listening. The website for this show is divinetruthpodcast.wordpress.com and you can find AJ and Mary's website at divinetruth.com. Their YouTube channels are Divine Truth and Divine Truth FAQ.